And what we have to realize that God never fails. God doesn't make mistakes. And he doesn't fail. And we need to understand that. And David said that as well. He said, I was young, now I'm old, but I've never what? Seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. God don't fail. Many of us can testify through the years that we have come through. Amen? God doesn't fail. And we know that all things, Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for the good of them that what? Love the Lord and to them that are called according to his purpose. Look back over your life. If some of those things had not happened to you, you wouldn't be where you are today. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, Church of the Living God, 1279 Pickin' Road, Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. We are still the body of Christ. We are not the bride of Christ. We won't be the bride until Jesus returns. That's something that we, we don't understand. A lot of times they say, oh, we're the bride, we're the bride. Not yet. You know, because a bride, see, when it comes time, how many of you ladies have been married? On your wedding day, you're not, you shouldn't be doing a lot of work. Not on your wedding day. Your wedding day should be spent, what, getting prepared. You know, getting your makeup did, your hair did, you know, all that good stuff, getting, getting ready. You're not supposed to be working and setting up stuff. And, and no, no, no. See, as, as the body of Christ, we're the hands of Jesus. We're the feet of Jesus. And that's why we're doing the work as the body. But when he comes back for his bride, the work ceases. Oh, he's going to adorn us with the robe of righteousness. And now it's time for us to be escorted out of here and to be officially and, co and completely and eternally married to Jesus Christ. But that's coming when he comes back. Amen. But right now we are the body of Christ. Say we are the body. So he says, when he was, he was received up into heaven, he sat on the right hand of God. Verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming what? The word. Confirming what? The, word. the Lord confirms what? The word. Whose word? word? Not our word. He confirms his word. And notice how he was confirming the word with signs following. See, when God declares something, you can rest assured there will be a sign to back it up. Don't seek the signs. Just seek the word and speak the word only and the signs will manifest. See, after that, that infilling, after what Jesus spoke, now they were empowered now. And everywhere they went, they just were speaking the word of God. Speaking the word of God. Decreeing the word of God. Overtaking everywhere they went. That grace provided them that empowerment to speak the word of God with boldness. 
I want to tell some of you, some of you, you, you think you have a shy personality, get ready. The Holy Spirit is about to overtake you. You're about to be overtaken with such an anointing on your life. You're going to speak things that you never thought you could speak. How in the world did I reach out to that man? How in the world could I speak these words? Pastor, the Holy Ghost just came all over me. I was just talking all out of my mind. I just had the mind of Christ. Just, he just took over. How many of you want that kind of experience? Holy Spirit, just take over. Take over my mind. Take over my mouth. Take over my heart. Sometimes, you know, the scripture says you won't even have to premeditate about what you're going to talk about. Just show up and God will show out. Grace to overtake. Grace to overtake. You need to understand that it's the will of God for us to overtake in life. It's the will of God for us to dominate in life. The Bible says that those who understand their righteousness, according to Romans chapter 5, shall rule and reign in life. We've been taught that we've been freely justified. We've been declared righteous. We are in right standing with God, not because of our works, not because of who we are, but because of who he is. We've been declared righteous with God. We have right standing with him. The blood of Jesus gives us that access. And we can come boldly to the throne of grace so that we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Can you say amen? Amen. And those that understand that they are the righteousness of God in Christ, you're going to rule in life. You're not going to allow situations to overtake you. You're going to walk in your authority and overtake situations. You know what? The church, speaking generally, has been in defeat long enough. Glory to God. I like what Pastor Tim Brown said. He said, defeat belongs under your feet. I'll take that. Put defeat under your feet. I want you to stump your feet right now. Say, defeat, defeat. you under my feet. feet. See, as long as Jesus rules and reigns, the Bible says that the Father has placed all things under his feet. And Jesus, according to Ephesians chapter 2, he is the head of the body. He is the head. And if Jesus is the head... And we are the feet, glory to God. What's under his feet is under our feet too. You got to get that in your spirit. I'm not supposed to be dominated. I'm not supposed to be run over. I'm not supposed to be ruled by this thing. I have authority. I have the grace of God on my life. I have the blood of Jesus over me. I have the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. I take authority over that right now. What is it that's trying to harass you right now? What is it that's trying to oppress you? What is it that's trying to discourage you? What is it that's trying to talk you out of your inheritance? I want to tell you, you don't have to put up with it another day in your life. Boldly declare, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm the head and not the tail, above only, not beneath. I stand in my authority. Devil, I take authority over you. You don't belong in my mind. You don't belong in my ears. You don't belong in my mouth. You don't belong in my heart. You belong under my feet. That's right. That's kingdom talk. Come on, that's overtaking talk. 
You cannot overtake if you don't change your talk. You got to change your vocabulary. Am I talking to somebody here today? Go to Romans right quick. Glory to God. I want to speak something into you. Grace to overtake. Romans chapter 8. We got to speak the word of God. God will confirm his word. He's going to confirm it. He will confirm it. He will perform it. He's going to make it good. Romans 8. Romans 8. Let's look at verse, verse 31 when you have a say amen. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, when we read that, if God be for us, that's not a statement of doubt. When you see that word, if God be for us, that's not saying, if, if, if God is for me. No, 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 no. It's a statement of faith. Saying, if God is for me, who can be against us? I want to say this, church, God is for us. Body of Christ, he's for us. You know why I know he's for us? He died for us. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. He is so much for you. He, he, he's your greatest cheerleader. He's saying, you can do it. You know why? He's already done it. He's, do you realize that? Let this be revelation. He has already done it. And if he's done it, I can do it too. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. All I have to do is just follow him. And what, see, when Jesus did, he just made a way for all of us to, to come through the path that was once blocked. But he made a way for us. He made a way of escape. That we don't have to be in bondage. That we don't have to suffer. That we don't have to be oppressed and suppress people. We don't have to have this Egyptian mindset. God is for you. I want you to say this every single day of your life. Anytime the enemy try to get you to doubt if God is for you, don't believe the lie. I know God is for me. I know he's for me. And if God be for you, who can be against us? Look at verse 32. This is our grace verse. This is our uh, 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 focus on grace. It says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? The Amplified says, He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? If he died for you, if he died to save you, won't he heal you? If he died to save you, amen, to, to, to allow you to escape judgment, won't he deliver you? Won't he set you free? Won't he provide for you? Won't he open up doors for you? Won't he save your family? Won't he save your children? Won't he protect you? Won't he make ways out of no ways? I want you to understand how much God loves you and how gracious he is towards you. And if he did not spare his son, his love was so mighty and great. He says, you know what? I can't let my son come down from that cross. Because if he comes down from that cross, you're going to miss out. You won't have fellowship with me. You won't have eternity with me. 
You won't have peace, amen, in your life and, and security. I, I have to keep him on that cross so that he can fulfill my mandate for the world. For I so loved the world, I gave my son. And if I gave my son, I'll give you joy. If I gave my son, I'll give you peace. If I gave my son, I'll give you happiness. And if I gave my son, I'll, I'll, I'll make a way for you to pay your bills and for you to get out of debt. I, I, I will fulfill promises in every area of your life. He loves you that much. How will he not with him also freely give? It's with him. Notice it's with him. It's with relationship with Jesus. We have all these things pertaining unto life. And godliness. Can you say amen? amen? But every now and then the enemy will try to come up in your life and try to remind you of things you've done in your past. He'll try to remind you of your insufficiencies. He'll try to remind you of your weaknesses. He'll try to remind you, amen, of, of things that, uh, uh, that, that are so minute and, and so little and petty. And he'll magnify these things in your mind. And, and verse 33 says, Who shall lay... Any anything to the charge of God's elect. It is God that justified. That word justified means what my Bible study people at on Tuesday night. Justified means to be what? To be declared righteous. It is God that justify. Glory be to God. Justification is getting in a place where you have been acquitted of all guilty charges that was once against you. To be justified is just as if you had never committed the crime. Just as if you had never sinned. Because when you come in Christ, your sins are washed away. Blotted out of the book. Hallelujah. And God says, I will never remember your sins another day. The only time God has amnesia is when it comes to your sins that's under the blood. While you still crying and, oh, God, and you talking to the Lord. God said, I have no recollection. What you talking about? You're talking about something that's been forgiven. You're talking about something that's been washed in the blood. You're talking about something that's been blotted out. Oh, you missed your cue to shout right there. So who shall lay anything to the charge of God's people? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. You didn't die for me. This concludes our message for today. Thank you for supporting John Barton Ministries, where we are committed to changing lives and changing futures. You can secure a copy of today's message in its entirety on CD by calling